1: Believers strengthened in their faith and for their Jewish kinsmen to come to the saving knowledge of Jesus as the Messiah, the Son of God.
0: Bless the Lord and welcome to For Zion's Sake. Thank you for joining us. We're the Volks. My name is Shelley.
2: And my name is June. Hi, everyone.
0: It's good to be with you. And if you were with us earlier this week, you know that we're talking about a very significant time of year. And we're talking specifically that we have entered into the month of Tishri, the seventh month on the Jewish calendar. And it's really the beginning of of a new civil year. What makes this month especially important is that the fall feasts or the appointed times of the Lord all appear in this month of Tishri. And the fall feasts follow the spring feasts. There are seven feasts in all. The spring feasts are Passover. We know that that's been fulfilled by Jesus. Because it says in First Corinthians five seven, Jesus is called our Passover. Along with the Feast of Passover is the appointed time of the feast of unleavened bread, when our Jewish people for seven days do not eat anything leaven, which is a picture of being free from sin. Leaven is most often a symbol of sin. And then three days later is the feast or the appointed time of that's called first fruits. And first fruits represents resurrection, and in 1 Corinthians 15:23, it says, "Christ is our first fruits." Fifty days after Passover is a Hebrew feast called Shavuot. We call it Pentecost, and we know that three thousand Jewish souls were saved on the day of Pentecost, in in, anticipa- in not in anticipation, in fulfillment of what was prophesied by the prophet Joel, the pouring out of the Spirit. That brings us into the Fall Feast, and we've been talking about the Feast of Trumpets. In Hebrew, it's also known as Rosh Hashanah, the beginning of a new year. We can find all the feasts described in Leviticus chapter 23, and we've been speaking about the Feast of Trumpets, the heralding of the coming of the Lord, which is the last trumpet, which we'll touch upon shortly, but it's important to realize That before the first sounding of the trumpet, which appears in Exodus 19, God gave instructions to Moses to speak to the people of Israel. And he said basically two things, that they needed to be consecrated and they needed to be ready. And we believe that those admonitions are as critical in preparation for the second coming of the Lord as they were for the first. And we want to just bring your attention to what the Word of God says about this final trumpet. If you have your Bibles, turn with me to Matthew chapter 24, beginning in verse 29. But immediately after the tribulation of those days, the sun will be darkened, and the moon will not give its light, and the stars will fall from the sky, and the powers of the heavens will be shaken. And then the sign of the Son of Man will appear in the sky, and then all the tribes of the earth will mourn, and they will see the Son of Man coming on the clouds of the sky with power and great glory, and He will send forth His angels with a great trumpet, and they will gather together His elect from the four winds, from one end of the sky to the other. Jimmy, what a powerful verse that is!
2: It is, Shelley in First Thessalonians chapter four, verses. 16 through 18 it's also very powerful and confirms what you read for the Lord himself will descend from heaven with a shout with the voice of the archangel and with the trumpet of God and the dead in Messiah or the dead in Christ will rise first then we who are alive and remain will be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air and so we shall always be with the Lord. These, therefore, these things comfort one another with these words.
0: Junie, if that's not comforting, I don't know what is. It's basically saying we are going to be in the presence of the Lord forever. And just to get a flavor of what will happen when all this takes place, we read in uh, Revelation 14, beginning in verse, uh, verse 14. And I looked and behold, a white cloud and sitting on the cloud was one like a son of man having a golden crown on his head and a sharp sickle in his hand. And another angel came out of the temple, crying out with a loud voice to him who sat on the cloud, put in your sickle and reap because the hour to reap is come because the harvest of the earth is ripe. And he who sat on the cloud swung his sickle over the earth and the earth was reaped. What a time to look forward to, Junie. What power will be, be displayed when the Lord returns and the great harvest shall be reaped. Praise the Lord. And that, Shelley, really
2: is what we've been talking about all week, the word "coon" to be ready, that we would be there for when the harvest is ripe, ready to reap. We want to be ready. We want to be ripe. We want to be the ones that the Lord will come and reap.
0: Amen. And it's important to be ready and be consecrated because the word also warns us that there is going to be a great falling away in the end days. So let's go back to this word kun, which which is the word that uh, God gave to Moses to tell the people, be ready. That word is translated into many different words throughout the scriptures. For example, in Psalm 51, I believe we read it yesterday, but it's important to hear it again today. The word of God says, create in me a clean heart, O God. And renew a right spirit within me. That word right is the same word kun. It's also translated constant or steadfast in other versions. So we need to be in the spirit. And we need to have the spirit working in us day in and day out. Because without that we're going to fall. And Moses also
2: was told to sanctify the people. And we're told also to sanctify ourselves and so we need to be set apart that we would be ready for the coming of the lord amen
0: we read in psalm 119 verse 133 direct my steps by your word and let no iniquity have dominion over me Junie, that's a, another powerful word the word direct there is kun that our steps will be directed by the word of god That will keep us ready and that will cause us to walk in a consecrated way. All right, let's take another one. Proverbs chapter 16, verse 9. A man's heart plans his way, but the Lord directs his steps. There it is again. The Lord needs to direct our steps. That, to me, Jimmy, is a way that we could stay in a place of consecration. We're sanctified. In other words, to be consecrated means to be available, to be used to fulfill the purposes of God. If we're going to direct our own steps, we could meander away from the purposes of God. But it says, a man's heart plans his way, but the Lord directs his steps.
2: And it's interesting, Shelley, because in Israel, this is the time when families go to the waters and find stones And they cast these stones into the waters, which is symbolic of the sin in their life that it would be um, forgotten, tossed into the waters and God would not remember our sin as far as the East is from the West. And uh, Father usually uh, talks to his little children about uh, the different things in their life that they know aren't pleasing to the Lord to take uh, this time to ask the Lord to forgive you and to symbolically throw away that sin and ask the Lord to cleanse you. And, you know, sometimes in looking for little stones on the beach, you might find one that's really pretty that uh, glitters that a child might want to keep and ask the father, can I keep this one? And that too is um, a picture of somehow uh, our liking something that we know is not pleasing to the Lord and we're really not ready to give it up and we hold on to it. And it's the father's place to explain to the child, you see this beautiful stone that you want to keep? That could be like something that you know isn't pleasing in the sight of the Lord, but you're not ready to give it up by faith take that beautiful stone and toss it into the waters that God might heal you and deliver you from that one thing that you're holding on to that you don't want to let go of. And so this is the time of year when we examine ourselves, we ask God's forgiveness for our sin, and we also make it right with people who we're not in right relationship with, asking them to forgive us for um, hurting them in any way, whether we meant it or not. And this is also the time of year, Shelley, that our people believe the Book of Life is opened to see if our name is written there. And so uh, the Jewish people do everything they know to do naturally to make their life right. And how sad it is because without Jesus and without his blood that was shed for us, none of us are really worthy to enter really. the kingdom of God. And so it's really a time of year for us to really see, are we in the faith? Have we given our heart to Jesus? Have we, have we given everything in our life to Jesus that uh, he might stand before his father saying, I know this one. Hallelujah. I know her name or I know his name. And our name would be written, therefore, in the Lamb's Book of Life.
0: I think of another verse, Juni, I believe we read it yesterday, but it's worth repeating today. In Proverbs chapter four, verse twenty-six. Ponder the path of your feet, and let all your ways be established. That word established is the Hebrew word kun. And all of these verses that have that word kun really is a way of preparation for the end days. Psalm one nineteen, verse five. Oh that my ways were directed to keep your statutes. So that is really being in Christ. I remember in Ephesians, Paul spoke about being in the Messiah, in the Messiah, in the Messiah. Well, if we're consecrated and take heed to that warning that Moses gave to the people for the first sounding of the trumpet, we will be prepared for the second and final sounding of the trumpet when Jesus returns. Is our house set in order? Are we being prepared? Are we consecrated? Are we have a steadfast spirit that will be well prepared for the coming of the Lord? Well, this being Friday, we want to identify ourselves with our Jewish people, especially at this time of the year, by reciting the Shema. And if you know it, please say it along with us. Shema Yisrael, Adonai Eloheinu,
2: Adonai Echad.
0: Hear, O Israel, the Lord, our God, the Lord is one. Father, we call upon your name.
2: Yes, Lord. And
0: ask at this special time of this season, that believers all over will call upon the name of the Lord, will seek a walk of consecration, death totally committed to you, and Lord, that we would be ready, we would be ready in season and out of season, but especially in this season, to prepare for the soon coming return of the Messiah. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.